Hi, everybody, and welcome to Saint Misbehaving, a podcast about saints from people who are not. In this podcast, we are going to every couple weeks, we're going to take the saint that it is that day, and we are going to tell you the amazing, miraculous tale of that saint. Uh, we're going to travel through their life and thereafter. It's kind of like a true crime podcast, except the culprit is always the devil. <laughs> <laughs> and it might not be true <laughs> it might not be true or anyways i am your host matthew shadorn and i am joined by my co-host comedian theologian and chief researcher anna domini hello anna how are you doing today a very blessed hello to you <laughs> anna thank you for agreeing to do this project with me here we are in episode one i don't know what your history is with saints is but i i grew up catholic and i've always been very obsessed with saints I'm very interested in them as a concept. I'm pretty much an atheist now. Pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, I'm not above immediately flipping back in any kind of crisis, but <laughs> but I, I'm still obsessed with saints and, and whatnot. And uh, what is your background, your history with saints and things? Okay, well, first of all, my name is Anna Domini, which uh, for anyone to brush up on their Latin, they'll know that's a very holy time, really. Mm. Yeah, so it's not a stage name. Although, <laughs> if I were to have a stage name, I think I would call myself For Christ. Beatrice For Christ, <laughs> obviously. B, for short. Yeah, so wordplay is my primary skill, clearly. Um, but I have a degree in theology. I'm an atheist as well. Um, I was brought up in the Church of England, but kind of the high church. So I guess there, there were elements of Catholic there, but but not so much a focus on the saints. Uh, the, ch the church I went to a lot was called All Saints. So that was sort oh. of, it was pretty vague. Just covers all the bases. Exactly. Uh, very inclusive, but um, not as specific, I guess. So it was more Bible focused, less sort of post traditions. And then in, in my degree in theology, I mainly was interested in sort of more modern theological ideas and picking those apart and stuff. Mm. Um, but I spent quite a while studying like the early church as well. So sort of basically bishops accusing each other of being heretics and that kind of thing. Fun. So some of that will come up a little bit, I guess, <laughs> in terms of, yeah, saints. Excellent. So, <laughs> so before we get started with our saint of the day, has anything particularly saintly happened to you recently that you want to talk about? Anything that happened to you that was particularly miraculous or particularly good that you did? I wouldn't say that I've done anything particularly good, but I did experience a small miracle this week because I got approved to get a mortgage to buy my own flat well my own is obviously shared with someone else right but uh, living in sin oh my god you off to a great start yeah no but it, it was pretty miraculous given the simple nature of that to be approved for a mortgage in the current climate seems seems quite like a bolt from from above yeah and you're you're here in your 20s still yes yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah that's pretty in oxford as well it's pretty unaffordable area so. but that's all right like what i like i have a house but like multiple people had to die in order to get a house and did you uh did you have to uh luckily i don't even think the previous inhabitant of the flat had to die which is lucky because mm. apparently they were quite old so <laughs> um we were assured assured that uh no one had died in the flat which is always nice that's good to hear but no just you know we haven't been spending much money this year. There's not been anything to do. So, yeah, just, just been saving. Yeah, that's very... Uh... Which I guess, you know, <laughs> maybe I've been practicing saintly deprivations of, of our 
self and indulgence mm. to, you've, you've, to support that saving. You've given up worldly goods so that you can to get a, house. Get a more worldly goods, I guess. <laughs> a property, yeah. All right. Well, that's not exactly the most. It's a capitalist virtue. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I think, yeah, the, the miracle is that capitalism was worked for you. <laughs> I think that that is, that is uh, definitely uh, worthy of some guidance. Talking of which, the Bible. Let's get started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today is January 3rd, 2021. Who is the saint uh, for today? So today's saint is Saint Genevieve. Okay. Do you know anything about I her? Have you ever heard of her? I am not familiar with Saint Genevieve, no. Okay. I, is she Italian? She's not. She is French. Oh, oh wait. I guess it's a French name. No. In the... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I guess, I guess uh, you're, you're thinking of St. Genoese, the uh, sponge cake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ooh, that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, heavenly. I don't, I don't know if that's the thing. I have no authority on that. Mm. But... So what's the deal with St. Genevieve? Okay, well, I'm going to tell you her hagiography first. So Genevieve was born in either 519 or 522 CE in mm -hmm. Nanterre, which is a small town around 10 kilometers outside of Paris which was at that time part of the Roman Empire. Her parents were called Severus and Gerontia. Popular wait. tradition, yeah. Wait, no, so first off, she was born, wait, when was she born? Either 519 or 522 CE. Okay, but we're not certain because she lied about her age or? I don't, I don't know. I don't know why it's, it's as either or rather than like at some point between. Hmm. I don't. It's unclear on that. I guess so maybe she didn't have a diary. No, no. And it, they did, nobody had birth certificates then, I think. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, but her parents, we know, were called Severus and Gerontia, apparently. Um, Severus and Gerontia. See, Severus is a name they really don't hear very much outside of the <laughs> Harry Potter yeah. world. And then Gerontia has just gone all the way. <laughs> and see, I'm... I have a baby on the way, and so I've been thinking a lot about names. Have you just and started so this podcast just so you can get name inspiration, basically? Yeah, pretty much. I think I, that that's... I like Gerontia. You could shorten it to Jerry. Jerry, that's the thing. Yeah. See, there's a lot of options you can go with Gerontia. That's the problem with giving a, a child a name, right? <laughs> it's like, how many options are there to go with that? Like, if you're, so you're like Anna, you can go with like, people want to call you Anne or Annie or... Nope. Nope. <laughs> well, I mean, it's out there. It's a possibility. But um, I have like Matthew or Matt, you know. Matty. Nope, not Matty's bad. Yeah, <laughs> I see that as a problem now. So maybe it's like having too many options is bad. Maybe if you want a child that just has one name and it, you can't shorten it, you can't lengthen it. Yeah, just... Genevieve, Genevieve's pretty versatile as well because you could be Jenny or Viv. Yeah. That's it, really. But there's two there. Yeah. Don't we know. don't. There's nothing in, sadly, in the Catholic Encyclopedia about their nicknames. Okay. Which is but I shame. feel like her friends probably called her Jenny, right? Yeah. 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 Well, in popular tradition, she's she was this poor peasant girl. Although it's now thought it's more likely that the family were actually wealthy and respectable townspeople. And I feel like uh, I've met a lot of people who are kind of ashamed about being more middle class and wealthy than they are. So I think, yeah. you know, people, we're, we're checking our privilege right at the door here. Um, so she would be, she'd be one of those people who's like, I'm not, you know, rich. And people are like, but you already, like your parents bought you an apartment. And yeah, like, that kind of thing. <laughs> hmm. All right. So this is already one strike. I like that. Again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, no, but it, it might not have been her saying that. It's like the, the popular oh. tradition. Kind of basically, basically, uh, you know, being like, oh, people can come from nothing to be saints when actually they had 
wealth and privilege behind them. Mm. Kind of makes it easier. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Jenny and her trust fund is where we're, where we're headed yeah. here. If parasites um, taught us anything. It's that it's very easy to be nice when you're rich. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe that should be the tagline of this podcast. Or maybe just yeah. of Genevieve. Yeah, I guess Genevieve, it, it, the more I say it, which is going to be a lot over the course of the next hour, the more it sounds like quite a, a middle class, well-to-do name, I would say. It does. It's like if her name was Tamsin or something. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when she was seven, little Jenny, mm-hmm. the town, Nanterre, was visited by St. Germanus, who was the Bishop of Auxerre, and he was taught... St. Germanus? Yeah, or Germain sometimes. Oh, Germain, yeah. Um, the, yeah, maybe uh, Germanus. I, it has the word anus in it. <laughs> well, it has the word anus in it. I think Germanus sounds like a, a kind of mean, cruel school nickname. He was the Bishop of Auxerre, spelled A U X E double R E. I'm guessing because it has that air in it, the same as Nanterre, where Genevieve was from. I'm guessing it's somewhere else in France. Mm. Yeah, late antique Gaul, so France, mm. according to the Gospel, according to Wikipedia. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not. Not known much about him. But his most famous thing that he did was uh, journeying around to combat the heresy of Pelagianism. What's Pelagianism? It's whatever is believed by a guy called Pelagius, who was a heretic. Mm. And uh, one of the main things that he didn't agree with about orthodoxy was the idea of original sin. Uh So, yeah, heretic. Um, naturally. So he believed in you got to earn that sin. He was out there sinning. I, I, think, he he was... thought, I think he thought, you know, it's just better to do unoriginal sins because that's, you mm. know, if you think about it, less, oh. it's like less bad. He was a real um, basic bitch when it came to sins. Exactly. Right? <laughs> the mm. sins of basic bitching. Um, <laughs> yeah, original sin did not taint human nature and humans have the free will to achieve perfection without divine grace. Yeah. So I guess it, the, the idea was that anyone before Christ would, sorry, I just said my own stage name there, anyone <laughs> around before Jesus could potentially have been saved maybe. Okay. Well, they potentially could have been saved. Yeah. But... So so there's this whole thing in like establishing what the orthodoxy is, is whether, you know, because Jesus was obviously only around at one point in history when he mm-hmm. became human. So would anyone else like from before then have made it to heaven? Or So it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it, it, it's one, one of those difficult areas where theology kind of creates unanswerable problems for itself, shall we say. I see. Well, <laughs> okay. So wait, so they're not saying that if you were pretty good before Jesus, you just got to pass. Or is heaven a concept that was invented with Jesus? No, well, there was like, a, there was, there was a Jewish belief in the afterlife for some, uh, what's the word, not sects, some denominations of Judaism right. had an afterlife, but it was like less well defined, I think. Oh, okay. But yeah, so that there's there's been debate, well, there was debate in the, the early church about whether, you know, Jesus was the only person who could forgive and, you know, embody divine grace, whether anyone who was around before then. Hmm would have because obviously they wouldn't have been able to be christian so so then so then (laughs) yeah yeah, it does kind of suck for you if you were born like a cube if you were like born right before jesus was born yeah that was terrible timing on your part i mean in in that point you'd have been guilty of yeah bad timing so that's kind of fair and in hell forever 
Yeah. If your only yeah. sin is bad timing. The comedians. I mean, yeah. It sounds like you're a comedian. <laughs> Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, um, but anyway, so uh, yeah. So, so Pelagius. So he, he was this heretic, um, but his ideas were kind of popular because. They sound popular. Um, <laughs> well, his whole thing was that if you are like, if, if you're sinning then that is your own fault as opposed to oh you've inherited original sin so yeah yeah it was the idea that like there's free will and you can't blame adam for your wrongdoing i guess that makes sense um, and also i think that <laughs> it's also very appealing to be like or i guess to not be going at it like you know what fuck these simple babies these babies yeah, suck yeah, look at these did. dirty fucking sinning babies <laughs> Oh God, you're about to be a parent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, so he he thought that in, infants were blameless, which is nice. I I don't mm -hmm. I don't really. I mean, I guess I can't I can't really judge on heretics versus orthodox people because it's all it's like categorizing different levels of bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Oh, is is this a a good unicorn or an evil one? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know Anyways, how, how dismissive we should be. Um, I don't know either. Well, it's we'll fine. See, see how it plays, and you can edit it or, or whatever. But, <laughs> I, <laughs> so, yeah, so this so, bishop shows up one day. Yeah. So he's on his anti-Pelagianism world tour. Well, yeah, from France to Britain, <laughs> Calais to Dover tour. Uh, wow. And he's a. Uh, <laughs> He he stops by the town of Nanterre and he's teaching preaching, I should say, to a large crowd. Yeah. Um, and he notices Genevieve apparently her pious demeanour and thoughtfulness were obvious from her standing in a crowd. Is pious demeanour a fifth century word for breasts? <laughs> she was seven. Oh oh, never mind. Okay okay okay. <laughs> I thought this was going to be some creepy thing where it's just like, yes, you look so pure and clean. Maybe. I mean, still, I don't, again, I don't know how, how dark we should be, but I suppose Catholics and kids, you know, can't, yeah. can't rule it out. I mean, you're the theologian. Is there a record of like bishops doing anything untoward with children? I don't know. <laughs> it didn't come up in my degree, but. No. Hmm. <laughs> Give that a quick Google. <laughs> So, okay. Yeah. So he saw this girl with a pious demeanor. Uh-huh. And he asked for her to be brought to him. Stop it. Mm. <laughs> I, I, I didn't say anything, but I am dubious. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I'm here to set your mind at rest because okay. she told him that she wanted to live only for God. So then he interviewed her parents and foretold to them that their child would lead a life of sanctity. And by her hmm. instruction, bring many virgins to consecrate themselves to God. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, at this point, we can assume she was a virgin. Right. Seven. Wait, so she would bring many virgins to do what again? Consecrate themselves to God. I. Oh, okay. I see. Promise to remain virgins. Ah, uh, I see. So she, she would be like a nun recruitment tool. Yeah. Or, yeah. And before parting the next morning to head off on the rest of his tour, he mm -hmm. saw her. He saw her, her. Oh my god! Before parting the next morning, they met again, and she uh -huh. renewed her promise to remain faithful. He blessed her and gave her a medal, which was engraved with a cross, oh. telling oh. her to keep it in remembrance of her dedication to Christ. Mm -hmm. to, no, like a, so it wasn't like a prize. I was thinking like a medal, like yeah, like, it was like a little. I guess a, a 
pendant with a cross in it, you know, because I guess he was just so drawn to her pious demeanor. Do you see what I mean? There's a bit, a slight element of grooming there, I guess. Like, mm. they have this nice medal. I don't want to get ahead of it, but does he come back later? Yes. <laughs> okay. See, this is, you're right. I do feel like this is like a grooming. Like, he's got a sack full of medals and he's handing them out in every town. Every, he's really like the like uh, merchandise truck. Like from yeah. this world tour that he's doing. He gives us the merch. Yeah, he's got the merch. I feel like he's kind of like the um like the Rolling Stones of his time. Like Ooh. he's the he's just going, he's got like girls in every town. He's like doing <laughs> Yeah, and then they, they He's running their, this game. Their stoles and their um non veils like emblazoned yeah. with his name, something mm-hmm. like that. And you know, <laughs> do, doing all the hits like the Sermon on the Mount and <laughs> original sin as we've said yeah. saying that that's definitely a thing all you seven-year-old children you're all terrible um, <laughs> you're all terrible you know who's especially bad these babies fuck these babies <laughs> somebody get these babies these disgusting babies baptized or out of my fucking sight because <laughs> they're sinful and dirty you wash them in the river mm, or just leave them there so yeah he he gave her this necklace and right. was like you you must be content with this medal and don't wear any of your other favorite jewelry ever again. Uh, you just, oh. This is your only necklace now, which is a bit. Wait, was this a scam? In fact, he's like, in fact, give me all that jewelry here. And <laughs> like, this is a scam he's been running. It's like the music man. He's like going, he's like a con man going from town to town. That's basically how he funded the tour. Hmm. Uh, it doesn't say what the medal was made of, but presumably scrap metal that he had yeah, on his no, way. It's like, this is this is just like a, a metal disc that you you drew a cross on. Yeah, like it's clearly very cheap. Exactly. So he was. He said. So we don't know what happened to her. Her other jewelry. But I guess this does lend weight to the idea that she was not, in fact, a poor peasant girl. Because if she was, she'd be like, "Oh, damn! Yeah, all the other pearls and golden ornaments. That's the, the phrase. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta. Yeah. Not have so like, Get rid anymore. of all your jewelry. Uh, done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it! This has been such a big sacrifice for me. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, I guess. Isn't uh, the story better if she isn't poor because then she is actually sacrificing something? Yeah, I guess so. But then I guess it's better if she's, I don't know, it does, it does feel like she has the means to just not be, uh, she's a real trust fund nun, is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe she gave her jewelry to the, the convent. But in fact, mm. actually, there seem to have been no convents near her village. So at the start of her practice she stayed at home um, oh. and led an innocent and prayerful life at home oh, okay like like most of us now during the during the pandemic we're just kind of you know proselytizing from home exactly and <laughs> living just solitary prayerful existences right whereas this germanist guy he was just spreading disease around by traveling Probably. around giving out cursed necklaces it's because we we uh were dwelling on the severus thing earlier i'm, I'm in harry potter territory now again sorry <laughs> but yeah, so she stayed at home and it's unsure when she formally became a nun and received the veil. Um, so mm-hmm. some people think it was when St. Gregory returned from his mission to Britain. So all these saints mm-hmm. are doing their own world tours. But the other accounts that I think are more popular um, say she became a nun when she was around 16 mm-hmm. and the Bishop of Paris visited. Oh, big time and, bishops. Yeah. Around the same time, um, her parents died. Oh no. So she couldn't live at home anymore. Um, she went to mm. live in Paris with her godmother, Lutetia, which 
<laughs> was she an evil godmother? Uh, it doesn't doesn't really say, but Lutetia also used to be what Paris was called a few years before. So her really? godmother is called Paris and she's living in Paris. Uh, real party girl, that Lutetia. <laughs> Lutetia does sound like the name of a villain, yeah. you know, from a Disney movie. Yeah, like Maleficent. Yeah. <laughs> Lutie for short. Uh, see, I think Lutetia, see, no, okay, so here's that, that is a good girl's name. Because, yeah, you can call your kid, well, first off, no, but no other kid's going to be Lutetia, mm -hmm. right? Even you never have to worry about your kid off to be, yeah, like Lutetia C. I don't know, maybe, <laughs> I, the thing I worry about child names is that they somehow get in the ether, and any name you think of, no matter how, like, original, mm. Is like, oh, it turns out that that's like the third most popular chick kid's name mm. that year. Well, this is it's going to be a blessing and a curse if this podcast becomes popular, because then like, what if everyone starts calling their kid Lutetia now, now that you've said that you want to, you know, or you think it's a good name? Boy, that's like a real monkey's paw situation. It's like a real <laughs> devil's bargain. It's like we like we wanted it to be popular, but now every child has the same name as my child, yeah. which is, of course, Lutetia Genevieve or what yes. was the mother's name? Uh, Gerontia. Leticia Gerontia. Shadorn. <laughs> Shadorn. Yeah, it's it's like the Frenchest name ever. Uh, it does sound pretty French. Yeah. So anyway, so she went to go and live with Godmother Leticia, and uh -huh. uh, so it's Godmother rather than stepmother. So well, yeah, I guess that's something. Yeah. It's less evil. <laughs> Wait, how did her parents die? I'm I'm guessing just old. It didn't. <laughs> nowhere says. Wait. But then how old is she? She's only 16, though. So she's around 16. Yeah. Or maybe... But her parents... You think she had old parents? It's possible. I mean, mm. Also, life expectancy around those times. It's a, remember, it's only the 6th century. Well, um, I will remember that. But then still, I feel like... <laughs> I think the bishop murdered them. I'm putting that out there now. I don't know how this story is going to end, but I feel like it's the bishop. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I'm afraid we never find out. But, oh. um, but there's... There's other mysteries to discover. All right. So let's move on. <laughs> so when she was in Paris, she devoted herself to works of charity and mm -hmm. practiced severe bodily austerities where she abstained completely from flesh meat. Um, okay. Not sure what other kinds of meat there are. but <laughs> so um, I love the term <laughs> flesh meat is at really once gross. very evocative <laughs> and very unappealing. Like, I feel like if there was like a regulation that you had to call it flesh meat, I feel like more people <laughs> would become vegetarians. Would be veggie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just like, she, how, how is the chicken flesh meat tonight? Is that uh, I was once, this is going to make me sound ridiculous, but it is relevant. Um, when I went skiing. <clears throat> <laughs> you are ridiculous. Yes. That is a ridiculous thing. <laughs> once when I was. It was, <laughs> it was with Danny's family. Like, oh, right. I didn't didn't quite marry into wealth. I, I banged into wealth. Anyway, <laughs> living in sin into wealth a couple of years ago. We were staying in this hotel where there was a lot of. It was in Italy, but the, the menu on the hotel, like on the hotel menu, it was like in three different languages. Um, right. Because it was uh, in the Dolomites, so sort of near the border with other European countries, and um, that we won't name here. My geography is even more shady than my theology. I think the, so you're the. The country you're looking for, I think, are Switzerland and France. Thank you. And they speak German in Switzerland? Yes. That, yes. Okay. So the, the menu was in English, uh, Italian, and German, and maybe French as well. So each dish was um, translated several times. So it was kind of fun because you could kind of learn what the names of dishes were in different languages. And then um, one day on the menu, there was 
pasta with meat ragu was the English description. Mm-hmm. And in German, apparently, that is pasta mit Fleischsauce, which um, I thought was beautiful. Fleischsauce? Yeah. Fleischsauce. <laughs> 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 Fleischsauce. It's Exactly. It was, um, I, 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 I don't think I went for yeah. that one. No. So, yeah, I think. I don't regret my vegetarianism. No, especially when all. you hear a flesh meat. Yeah. Yeah, flesh meat is, it really, again, just really drives home how gross yeah. meat is and uh, how nobody should eat it. It is delicious. Anyways, except for the body of Christ. Of course, yeah, his his flesh meat. Uh, so she, wait, so she, so she, so she, she was abs- vegetarian, basically. She was vegetarian, yeah. okay, which at the time was a big sacrifice? I guess so. I, I mean, because uh, well, she was from, a, again, she was from a wealthy family, so it would have been a sacrifice yeah. if she wasn't right because again it would be like oh damn i guess i'll just have to have lentils and potatoes again <laughs> yeah just like oh i guess i'll back i'll just keep on with my all turn up diet <laughs> then all right as you would expect in the sixth century i will say just being in in france the times i've been in france it is very difficult to eat vegetarian that's true so that would have been a big i do respect that maybe in those times it would have been easier maybe uh anyway so as well as not eating meat she only broke her fast twice a week so that's pretty extreme. So she skipped breakfast. <laughs> I don't think it means she only had breakfast twice a week. I think it means oh. she fasted and only broke her fast twice a week. But I don't know once she oh, broke she... her fast how how long that would continue. So, but it's it suggests um, that she only ate twice a week. I'm gonna I'm gonna put it in an alternate theory, which is that she had an eating disorder. Well, like that. It's interesting that you say this because is well, it? thank you. <laughs> good job. <laughs> Because obviously, as a saint, she experienced lots of visions, and um, I think <laughs> right, we can of, put... of food? <laughs> I'm not sure, but she uh, clearly these visions were from the Lord Jesus, and not just hallucinating because she was really hungry. Um, no, that's definitely not what happened there. That's just silly yeah, talk. Exactly. <laughs> so she continued in this these mortifications, as they're known, for over thirty years. So that's pretty extreme wow. diet. Uh, until her ecclesiastical superiors thought it their duty to make her stop and diminish her her austerities. Only after 30 years. Just have a little bit of bread. (laughs) Try this delicious flesh meat. Yes. Come on. You can just a little flesh meat. Come on. (laughs) she's they're like my mother at thanksgiving they're like this is a little bit of come on <laughs> kill you so yeah they they stepped in i don't know why they waited so long to step in <laughs> it's like do you think around year 15 they're like should we we should say something right <laughs> like she's she's very thin like i feel like she's dangerous, yeah, let's, like let's just wait until till the next time and then you know five years later they'll be like now we were we have we have just been swamped <laughs> and we have not had a chance to talk to her about this. Like I feel like that's like the bishop is coming around every once in a while and be like, "Did you not talk to her?" And it's like I have been so busy. <laughs> no idea what's been going on around here. I just have not had a chance. It's like it's been thirty years. But, but, but hey, we sold twelve medals this year, so yeah. I've been focused on other things. Yeah. So yeah, at, at that time they stepped in and they're like, "Hey, maybe they were like, you know, we're saving a fortune." Not <laughs> That's very true, actually. Some of these other nuns, they can eat, all right? Flesh meat mm-hmm. is expensive. No judgments, I'm just saying. So yeah, that, that's that's probably it. Austerity economics in the convent. Mm. So when she was in Paris, she also traveled around, sharing the faith, mm-hmm. performing acts of charity, praying for the sick, and prophesying. Prophesying. Yeah. Any good prophecies? Uh, well, there's one which I'll we'll get to in a minute. Okay. But uh, yeah, apparently her dedicated 
Her dedicated Christian way of life was filled with signs of the Holy Spirit working through her. Oh. So maybe she wasn't hungry because she was just filled with Holy Spirit. I guess. I don't know. I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend Holy Spirit as a dietary supplement. <laughs> and that's why you're going to hell, Matthew. Well, I don't know. It's like those people who are like, well, I can just eat Soylent all the time and I don't actually have to eat food. What's you know? Soylent? You know what? This, this is like a, a Silicon Valley thing where it's... I'm surprised Danny doesn't use this because it's like... <laughs> It's like if you're like a 20 something dude who lives alone and spends 80 hours a week just coding and you just don't care. You just like you eat, right. you eat like Soylent, okay. which is somebody made as like a, a nutrient. Is it like fuel? Yeah, it's like, a, yeah, that's what it, it's like that. What's it called? Fuel. It's the worst word ever. It's like on the map, yeah. how I feel about it. It's like fuel. Fuel. Yeah, that's the stuff. Yeah, that's the same oh, thing. Okay. It's like Different it's basically brand. like it's like they they figured out like dog chow for humans, <laughs> and it's just like so people can just eat it all like just drink these shakes Holy Spirit and never shakes. stop working. Yeah, so it's like the Holy Spirit shakes. So. <laughs> Which is which is also a different thing in some churches. Yeah, very very true. And maybe when uh, you know maybe she spoke in tongues, but it was actually just her stomach rumbling a lot. Probably, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, we we shouldn't body shame in there. I'm not body shame. I'm worried about her. She needs to be eating. Like, here's the thing. Anybody who's listening to this, if you're eating two meals a week, stop. No, no, no. Can, I mean, carry on. Keep eat eating more. those two, but add add more meals. Yeah. Like, let's get it at least up to seven. All right. <laughs> let's do at least one a day. Just if it's a huge feast, so good. Yeah, it has to be a big meal, but like, let's at least get up to seven. But I'm gonna I'm gonna recommend three meals a day. I'm going to go out on a limb here. That's pretty. You heard it here first on the St. Misbehaving podcast. <laughs> Three meals a day. I'm just that? saying you can love God as much as you want. You need to eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what they told All her. Right. Well, you know, her her superiors um, after yeah. 30 years. Maybe they, they mm. had to have like conferences about it and uh, decide yeah. what the Bible says. Because obviously Jesus fasts a lot. True. But I mean, he's famously, you know. God. He's most famous. Like <laughs> yeah, well, he's number one. He's God. Number one. Number two. He's made of bread. Mm. Number three. And wine. Like he famously has a supper. Like supper is like associated with him. So like eating is a thing associated with him. Like there's the loaves and the fishes. Yeah. That all thing. Like there's That's a true. lot of food based stuff with Jesus. So I feel like Jesus wants you to eat. <laughs> Is that there, there, there must be some like evangelical Christian clinic where they sort out all kinds of mental problems, including eating disorders, and they, that would be the tagline <laughs> they use. Jesus wants you to eat because <laughs> that wouldn't in any way make it worse for someone who didn't feel like eating if you attached religious guilt. Yeah, that is also the tagline for my faith-based buffet <laughs> restaurant called Garden of Eaton. Nice. I was going to say, isn't isn't Chick Fil A just that though as well? Yes, but it is. Mine is not homophobic. Oh, that's good. Mine, good job. Mine is inclusive of all peoples who want to eat, and I feel like that's everybody. And that's I feel like a well, winning, apart from you know, Saint Genevieve. Well, yeah. Well, she's a real problem. She's a real uh, banner in the works. Well, it's interesting you should say that because a lot of people, <laughs> yes. when she shared her visions, began to turn against her. They called her what? yeah. They called her a hypocrite. And accused her of being a false visionary. In fact, what was okay? They, they, she just told them stuff they didn't want to hear, and they were like, "You're full uh, of shit." Well, probably not. She wasn't eating enough, but yeah, no, I imagine those were what <laughs> watery movements. Oh. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> talking of water, they were determined to drown her in a lake of fire. Apparently, wait, a lake of fire? Yeah. Wait, do you drown in a lake of fire? I guess it would burn or vaporize. I don't know. Mm, 
don't know. Because surely if you wanted to drown someone in it in a lake of fire, you'd have to like hold them down in it and then you'd probably get burnt as well. Well, you could you could always tie like weights to them. Yeah, that's see, true. See, this is what was I watching? Oh, I was watching a Godzilla movie last night and in preparation he, for this. And well, yes. Obviously, it's got God right in it. And he fought True. a pollution monster. And at one point, he set water on fire because it was so polluted that it caught on fire, oh, which is okay. a real thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. You know, this was pre industrial revolution, though. So, yeah, I guess it's it may true. not. Have yeah. But anyway, so luckily, just at the right time, who comes back? It's Bishop Germanus. The, the Bishop. Wait, what's his name? I don't know. It's Germanus, Germanus, Germain. Germanus. Oh, right. Bishop Germanus. I forgot what it is. I was going to say Bishop Germanus. <laughs> that's, that's who came back. He intervened. Yes. Silenced those who were accusing her of false statements and persecuted mm. and persecuting her. And he then appointed her to look after the welfare of the consecrated folk. So clearly, yeah. like, I'm giving you a promotion to silence the haters. Wait, now wait, is she in charge of the unconsecrated virgins in the same way that like Ghislaine Maxwell oh, was God. in charge oh, of, of, of getting women for Epstein and his cronies? I don't trust this bishop. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> so, I don't like him. I, I don't like his, his, he's moving from town to town mm-hmm. to like preach. Mm, I feel like maybe he's being running, run, run from town to town. Sex so. trafficking ring, you're saying? Yeah, I feel like that's probably well, what's more happening like here. sex trafficking necklace by the yeah the sounds of it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, as as we've established, there's there's no reason to suspect that Catholics would be doing anything untoward towards children. You know that right. that's not something we know about. We're, we'll just say allegedly Bishop Germain and leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> But apparently the the virgins were happy to be looked after by her because sure. she helped them to be led into a greater degree of holiness as they grew closer right. to the Lord Jesus. Oh. So they, Plus there was always extra food around. So that was really <laughs> handy. She was popular. She was always slipping them cakes. <clears throat> yeah. She's like, I don't want this. But, you know, if you want to be, you know, whatever. Less sinful, holy than me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can have my oh. flesh meat. I weird it weird sentence <laughs> okay so she was hanging out doing her thing looking after the virgins feeding them um mm-hmm. and then in 451 do you know what happened in 451 no no the Hun. Ah. he was sweeping through france or gaul as as it was known um and it looked like he was going to come towards paris and parisians were preparing to flee but genevieve okay encouraged them to hope and trust in God and predicted that everything would be okay. She urged uh-huh. the Parisians to do works of penance and pray and said if they did, the town would be spared. Seems to have worked. I've been to Paris, so... <laughs> Spoilers! Uh, Sorry. Yeah, her her exhortations prevailed and the citizens hmm. recovered their calm and the hordes oh. and Attila turned off at the last minute towards Orleans. Yeah, fuck Orleans. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's why we have new Orleans now. Yeah, um, we had to get that new one. The old one. Because <laughs> I fucked up the other one, yeah. You know what? I'm going to put it out there. We could use a new New Orleans. <laughs> like, I've been to the regular Orleans. It's a mess. Regular Orleans or regular New Orleans? I've been to regular New Orleans. Okay. <laughs> well, you should see what Attila did to, to the original one. I, I don't I know. I would hate to even. <laughs> I can't even imagine how bad that would be because... I mean, like the roads are terrible in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess, you know, the, 
the Romans built the roads, so if Attila was like against everything Roman, he would have messed that up there too. Anyway, oh, so he left Paris untouched. So her prediction came true. Um, yeah. So that was that was a pretty good moment for Jenny. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but a bad moment for Orleans. Yeah. But. <laughs> hey, it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know. C- clearly, the people in Orleans didn't have someone telling them to pray, so that was their problem, mm, wasn't it? I guess so. I don't know. Um, you know, because the the whole point of a a benevolent, all powerful God is that He can only save some people. Yeah. That's that's why praying makes total sense. You know what the the people of Orleans said when they saw Attila? They said, "You're still the Hun." Which is a joke about '70s band, the Orleans. Thank you, no one. Very good. I mean, I I'm too too young to. Uh... You know, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sure people listening will really appreciate that reference. If so. you got it, I email good us. for you. It's email in. Tell us if you do that. Yeah, Saint Misbehaven Pod at gmail.com. There's no G in that, but there's a G in the Gmail. <laughs> Wait, but there's no G misbehaving in at mail.com? What? So, does it say misbehaving at mail.com? Is that what you meant? <laughs> no, no, it's it, it's Saint Misbehaving Pod because uh, you know what? Forget it. Just, just we'll put it in we'll the We'll have a website card. somewhere, probably. Yeah. Anyways, so so the Huns, they didn't attack Paris. Her yeah. prediction was correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of her big, big achievements. And it's sometimes referred to as a prayer marathon, which I find quite cute. She was like the first mm. person to do a sponsored challenge like that. You know, I mean, oh, I, okay. I guess so maybe maybe someone earlier had attempted a prayer half marathon or right. even a prayer 10K. But <laughs> this this was the re- first recorded time of a, a prayer marathon. Hey, good for her. Mm-hmm. Bad for her coworkers who had to be like, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll give you. Your, oh God, what fine, would she I'll be buying though? She doesn't have any jewelry or food. Um, <laughs> it was for charity. Yeah, that's true. And also, why not prayerathon? That's true. Uh, I, I feel like we should write to Catholic Encyclopedia and mm-hmm. tell them that they've missed an opportunity there. Also, later on, the uh, conqueror Merowig or Merove. I think that's a great name. Merowig. Merowig. Yeah, you can go see that. You call it Wiggy or Mary. Bo- I like Wiggy. Yeah, Wiggy's great. <laughs> I always wanted a son named Wiggy. There you and go. That Wiggy is... Shadorn. I love it. Little Wiggy Shadorn. Oh my God. <laughs> more into the, the more I say Wiggy, the more I love it. Because <laughs> you know, here's the thing, right? My apologies to Alice for uh... like if if you knew somebody named Wiggy, I feel like every time they walk in the room, everybody's like Wiggy. <laughs> And he's just like, it's me, Wiggy. And he does a skate trick. I don't know, man. Like, Wiggy's pretty cool. I mean, remember, he is probably going to be British, sadly. So he won't have your cool accent. That's probably true. Uh, Uh, Are you feeling sad that your children will be able to do a better British accent than you? I I actually told Alice I need to start Googling how to prevent your child from having a British accent. (laughs) So, I mean, we'll see. I guess you could homeschool them and, like, Mm. just make sure they don't talk to anyone else. But then, that's true. Then you run the risk that they'll have some weird hybrid between Scottish and American, which I think is Canadian. I think that's <laughs> you. Sh- that's you hold your tongue. That's. T- <laughs> I will be stay. I will be like a stay-at-home dad uh, for a while. Nice. After Alice's, we should uh, be return- a patron saint of them. Yeah, just for you. We'll figure that out. Mm. Um, so I can I can just uh, talk to him all day and uh, my accent. Oh, and then when he does a British accent, it'll be. 
the one that you do, which is terrible. Yeah, which is great. It was just pretty flawless, actually. <laughs> and oh, my name is Wiggy. <laughs> it's me, Wiggy. <laughs> it's me, your old pal, Wiggy. I'm here to sweep your chimneys. <laughs> Anyways, I can't believe you, you baited me into doing that. Uh, On episode right. one, I thought it would be at least a few in before we got to yeah. hear that. Okay, so, so Wiggy oh. the Conqueror shows up. <laughs> That's how his uh, Wikipedia page designates him, Wiggy the Conqueror. Mm. Merowig took Paris, and during the siege, Genevieve distinguished herself through charity and self-sacrifice. And through her influence, Wiggy and his successors, Childeric and Clovis... Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> Why didn't these catch on? Um, they all displayed uncharacteristic clemency towards the citizens. Did she convert them or? Um, Clovis converted, but um, that was mainly oh. because of his wife, Clothilda. Clovis and Clothilda, that's quite cute, isn't it? Um, Wait, Clovis and Clothilda? Yeah. Cloth Clothilda? <laughs> I don't even know. That feels like that involves letters that we've excised from the English alphabet. <laughs> Possibly, but yeah. So anyway, Ch Childric and Clovis, and Childric also did a siege of Paris. I don't know if if he no. was a successor. Maybe he wasn't Wiggy's son. Maybe he was the next person who conquered. But he he besieged Paris in four hundred and sixty four. And yeah. that's, um, a, that's a thing. Yeah, that happens a lot with Paris. Yeah, it's just. Um, I mean, two sieges so far, just in Jenny's lifetime. Um, I don't know. Yeah. So, and, you know, could have been three if she hadn't been there because of Attila. But. Oh, that's true. Yeah, she's, she, she avert, narrowly averted one siege. I feel like if you when you go to Paris, there's a big board that says, you know, like, it's been 10,000 days since the last <laughs> Like, there, like, that was such a disappointing day when the Germans showed up in the 40s because they were, like, mostly because they had to roll back the board. <laughs> To zero and now but like they're like we got a good streak going this yeah. might be our best streak ever <laughs> but yeah so Childric did a siege and blockaded Paris but mm -hmm. he allowed Genevieve to pass through the siege lines in a boat and she but guess what she brought to the city what she brought to the city yeah that she got to go through the siege in a boat bringing grain and obviously she'd be oh. the best person to send on the grain boats oh yeah because you know she would yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> Um, and well, well, that, that was probably like, who should we send? Well, let's send the girl who's not going to look right. <laughs> let's, just, let's be honest, we've all been starving for a while. Well, this girl, she's the best person to have around in the seat. Also, you know, there'd be more capacity for grain in the boat because she was so small. Yeah, but anyone else would been, yeah. yeah, extreme malnourishment. Yeah, <laughs> it's what you need in the seat. Um, mm -hmm. she pleaded to Childeric for the welfare of his prisoners of war. And was met with a favorable response, which presumably means <laughs> <laughs> that five that stars. <laughs> she she was happy with how that went. So yeah, uh, later on she was kind of friends with Clovis as well, and and with Clothilda. Oh, and so they, after Clovis converted to Christianity, he was chatting with her. They were in conversation about erecting a church, a church, Matthew, erecting a church. In Paris. I wasn't going to make a joke about that. I <laughs> I just thought you erecting is a perfectly normal word. I'm not going to be. I'm not. This is not that kind of podcast. Okay, I'm sorry. I take it back. 
Let's start. You, again. you were, ba- you know, and the, you know, the worst thing is, is I feel like that was a trap you were setting for me, and then <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall for it. Okay, well, tricks. you haven't. You clearly not. So, uh, so yeah, um, they discussed erecting a church in Paris in honor of Saint Peter and Saint Paul. Okay, it's funny that you're saying erecting a church and then Saint Peter. All right, I will get to that. That's pretty funny. <laughs> So Clovis begun the church, but then he died in 511. And the following year, Genevieve died. And then when the church was completed, a little after that, um, her body was interred within it. So she was 89 years old, which is a pretty good effort for intermittent fasting. Yeah, Um, that's a good 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 age. Yeah, she might have even been 92 if dependent, because we don't know what year she was born in exactly. So wait. Is this a thing where it's like, am I eating? Because I feel like they say if you eat too much, it it helps. Or it makes you live, not live as long. So maybe like eating, I'm eating too much. You know, actually, I take back my earlier statement. Folks, eat fewer meals. For Jesus. For Jesus. Just for your own sake. I think it's more like about balance. Mm. So not too much and not too little, I guess. Maybe. Or maybe she was so, just full of shit like maybe her detractors were right and she was bullshitting and she wasn't even fasting like Mm. like, oh yeah put me in the boat with all the grain and then just went to town on it (laughs) it's like weren't there 20 sacks of grain when you got in the boat like i don't know like there's (laughs) grain falling out her mouth like i don't even know what what you're talking about (laughs) (laughs) exactly so okay extreme dieting minimalist choices of jewelry Mm -hmm. and uh Clarity and um, virginity and, and prayer marathons. Have you any idea after this account what she is the patron saint of? Is she the patron saint of CrossFit? <laughs> or just like, I, I feel like she's the patron saint of body dysmorphia. Uh, because... <laughs> I don't think that should have a patron saint. I, well, that's fair. I uh, see, I sometimes don't understand how the patronizes work because sometimes the, the patronizes are things that you want. Uh, and then sometimes there are things that you don't want. Uh-huh. And but I feel like she would be the patron saint if you're you need, you know, marathoning, <laughs> not eating. These are all things that are bad for your body. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. Um, can I say that there is scientific research that says nobody should run a marathon. It's not good for you. <laughs> well, but that's why she prayed a marathon instead. That's true. I think that's uh yeah. Anyway, and I mean uh, I think I've I'm think I'm gonna go with uh body body dysmorphia. I don't know. Like there's no yeah. You are incorrect. Uh, she is the patron saint of Paris. So I think that like there's a lot of, of cross- Paris. Yeah. So there's a lot of crossover there, you know, because the image of Parisian women as like not eating very much, being very elegant and minimalist and fashionable. Mm. I thought Did she that smoke? Uh, <laughs> it didn't say. I mean, I'd say that was a bodily austerity, but I think at yeah. the time it would have been considered more of an indulgence than it. Mm. And she lived till 89, so probably not, I'm going to say. Yeah. But yeah, so she's the patron saint of Paris. Um, she doesn't have any other patronages, apparently. That's it? Yeah. She has one patronage? Apparently so. That's that's madness. Mm-hmm. But she is depicted wearing a long flowing gown with a, mount, mm. a mantle covering her shoulders. And is often shown with a loaf of bread, which I think is cruel. That is not right. Yeah, I feel like that's something she wouldn't be okay with. Well, it's meant to be representing her generosity towards those in need. But um, I suppose so. Clearly, she's not eating the loaf of bread. Is it? She's often shown with a loaf of bread, just like pushing it away. But yeah, 
So um, do you want to hear about her miracles? Wait, I, so wait, I want to go back to this. So I've never run across a saint that didn't have like 10 patronages, at least. Well, <laughs> I maybe I'm looking in the wrong place. Um, no, I'm sure you're, I'm, I'm not, no, I'm not doubting you. I'm <laughs> doubting like, but also, I mean, I guess it is kind of a big deal to be the patron saint. Of it's quite a big Paris. place. Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of responsibility, and, I'd say. It is. And, and that's important. I don't know. I guess I could see that. I, I do feel like a lot of saints are stretched very thin <laughs> um, because there are so many patronages. Right. So I am so kind of glad that she can, just on Paris. she can just focus on Paris yeah. and, and be like, you know, what's going on here? Yeah. Well, what is you, what is your weird attitude towards Muslims? It's not cool. <laughs> well, she did like, you know, she protected it from various degrees of siege and stuff several did times. She, <laughs> I mean, at least once. once. I think once. Okay, but like the prisoners of war, I feel, who got a favorable response, I think, yeah. would would have agreed that she should be their patron saint. Well, why isn't she like the patron saint of POWs? Like that feels like a that feels like an obvious That, that would patronage. be a good good patronage. Maybe there's another saint who was more directly mm. linked to that. I think here's some other patronage. Uh, people carrying grain. Like <laughs> that would be a good patronage. People uh, who people... don't have much jewelry yeah people yeah people who don't want to who get rid of jewelry people groupies. in charge of virgins groupies yeah <laughs> she's like groupies yeah like as in maybe yeah. maybe not groupies maybe maybe fan girls fans yeah if this um this rock star bishop she'd be the the patron saint of fandom yeah that's good yeah she's the patron saint of like keeping creepy dudes at an arm's length I feel like it's what she was doing with this bishop. Mm. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I was too hard on this bishop. Maybe he was a virtuous and good man. Well, he, he definitely, like, I mean, the, the tradition suggests that he was kind of responsible for her becoming a saint in a way, at least in inspiring her to do so and supporting that oh. career. I'd say. I was going to say, did he outlive her? Because that would be madness. Oh, no. <laughs> That's not what I meant. I'm sorry. Let's <laughs> see. There's Patron Saint Archive. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any more patronages. Oh, okay. Now there's another. I've found another source saying that okay. <laughs> some people, for some reason, depict her as a shepherdess. And that was not part of what she she did a lot of things, but sheep herding was not one of them. No, well, because especially because she was from a, a wealthy family. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so women shepherdess shepherds. Wait, so she's a, she, so she's also a patron saint for women, people and who shepherds. make hats, people who look after sheep, <laughs> uh, vine dressers. Wait, people who make hats. Where does that even come from? I don't know. <laughs> um, this is this is the Wikipedia patron archive. Apparently, huh. um, I don't I don't know. But this wasn't on the Catholic Encyclopedia, and I feel like they're the the most authoritative the on the subject. Yeah. Uh, mm. <laughs> so, patron against war, dryness against war, against war, dryness, pest, dryness. <laughs> Wait, just like general dryness? So, like, if you're kind of ashy, like that's who you would <laughs> pray to? Yeah, maybe if you don't, if you run out of uh, moisturizer. Oh, pest. I think because she supplied all that grain and pest just pest i guess as in pe pestilence i guess yeah i don't i don't know i don't know what what this this list doesn't really seem to be connected to any other events in her life really yeah i'm not i'm not really seeing these these feel like stretches paris i get <laughs> let's just leave it there so as long as she, 
Yeah, I was like, let's just focus on Paris. Yeah. Well, You're doing a great job. <laughs> um, um, but she also she also did a lot for Paris after her death, apparently. How so? Well, so she is credited with a number of miracles, including uh, uh-huh. Paris avoiding a huge flood in 834, so a couple of hundred years after her death. And the most famous... How'd she do that? Uh, doesn't say. <laughs> Um, they're just like that was probably Genevieve yeah. she was always doing stuff like that <laughs> no. uh, there but was she nearly have... a flood there isn't one that's her because it's just, just like the Huns but with water and the most famous uh, miracle <clears throat> in 1129 there was a violent fever sweeping through Paris a violent fever a violent fever it's been identified is this like 28 days later <laughs> it's like now oh right the, the epidemic has been identified as ergot poisoning, which is an infection that contaminates grain products. Right. I mean, I know that, but thank you for saying that for the listener. (laughs) (laughs) So people were eating this and getting sick, and apparently doctors couldn't stop people from dying. So, you know, having run out of, like, medical professionals to help, they were like, what can we do now? Let's have a procession for Genevieve. So they carried her shrine through the city, and during the ceremony, Apparently, those who touched her shrine were healed by the power of the Lord. And throughout the whole town, no one else became sick. And all the ill were covered. And only three people died. So you have to wonder what those three people did to deserve that (laughs) when everyone else was recovering. Well, you know. But yeah, so maybe... Probably unbaptized babies, the dirty bastards. (laughs) We should probably write to Boris Johnson and say, have you considered getting everyone to touch a shrine? Maybe we'll all be mm. protected from the. Do we know where the shrine is now? Or yeah, it's, in, it's in Paris. Well, she. So yeah, um, I'll get onto that in a sec because I've got a bit bit about her relic. But mm. yeah, after after this plague miracle, Pope Innocent, which I think is very appropriate for for this virginal lady. <laughs> I don't know. It feels <laughs> it's, it's, it feels suspect that you're coming out people saying that you're innocent. Yeah, it's like, a- like Amazon it's, smile. It's like if you just suddenly open the door uh, that a room that your boyfriend was in and he was like, I wasn't doing anything. And you'd be like, wait, what? <laughs> you were clearly doing something. But yeah, Pope, Pope hiding something, visited the city the following year. <laughs> and uh, he declared that an annual festival should be held in commemoration of the miracle every year on November 26th, oh. which I don't know why, therefore her day is the 3rd of January but it is yeah <laughs> I d- there's there's nothing that I have read about this whole thing that suggests why it's the 3rd of January uh, maybe there are too many on the 26th of November we'll find out later this year yeah check back in November <laughs> but yeah so so that was her big her big one that she did after her death was um hmm. cheering a plague well that's pretty big yeah. I mean I can see why you get so wait, was she a saint at that point, or when did she become a saint? Um, pass. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you say pass? Yeah, I I cannot find when she became a saint, but no, okay. I can tell you that um, her relics were encased uh, in a handmade gold and silver shrine around six hundred and thirty. Made from her melted down jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Like, don't have, don't wear any other jewelry other than this medal because we're going to make a shrine out of it. Um, yeah. And that's why she had to not eat very much so that she would fit in this small fit shrine, yeah. shrine. But yeah, so and the church that she was 
building with, I want to say Clovis. Uh, it was originally going to be dedicated to Peter and Paul, and it was reded- mm-hmm. rededicated to her in response to the miracles. Ah. So that's nice. But uh, we don't know what her other relics were because they were publicly burned by the revolutionaries of 1793. Bastard. Yeah. Also, uh, at some point around the 1800s, the church mm-hmm. was plundered by Vikings as well. So in the 1800s, sorry, 800s. Oh, okay. I was going to say that's pretty <laughs> late for Vikings. <laughs> I'm no Viking expert, but I feel like they, they were just these the, 19th century Vikings, Victorian cosplayers. Uh, yeah, masquerading. Oh, I love the idea of Victorian Vikings on like a big penny farthing bike or just kind of coming. <laughs> so they've at they've nailed some wood too to make it look like a ship. Yeah, it's like they're wearing a top hat. <laughs> But there, it still has the horns on. Yeah, it, I, you know? oh, that's that's a good steampunk look. I think. Yeah, I think that's great. So yeah, so uh, plundered by Vikings in the eight hundreds. I guess that's mm-hmm. the, you're not really used to saying the eight hundreds. You'd be more used to saying the eighteen hundreds. That's where that came from. I'm sorry. Yeah, whatever excuses you want to make. <laughs> and uh, she also has an institute named after her, the Daughters of Saint mm-hmm. Genevieve, which was founded in Paris in sixteen thirty six. By a lady. What do they do there? Well, they nurse the sick and teach young girls. Well, they used to. Oh. I don't know if it's still there, but oh. um, <laughs> but it, it was for a while. Um, that was her her institute. So yeah, that hmm. that's all that that's left is is the church um, and an empty tomb and a legacy hmm. of looking after young girls who I guess you can assume are pure. Other than like, original sin, I don't want to assume. I mean, I it's fine. I mean, I wait. No, I, let me take that back. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not passing any judgment. I was like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Cool. So yeah, and her her day is today, the third of January. The third of January. Mm. Is it? I guess in French, Janvier. Janvier sounds a bit Janvier. like Genevieve. What is Janvier? It just means January in French. Oh, I see. I think. Yeah. My French is very bad. I mean, so is mine, but I'm fairly sure it's Janvier. Hmm. So do you think that uh, Saint Genevieve is, is is this a saint that you would ever pray to? Do you think, do you think there's any, any point where you need Saint Genevieve to intercede with you? I guess for you, um, you know, if I, I wanted to go to Paris, that would be right. You know, or if I was in Paris and I was under threat and, um, She'd be the obvious choice there. Um, right. I guess uh, anytime I'm too hungry, uh, be mm. a good time. Uh, anytime I wind up as a prisoner of war, it hasn't happened oh. so far, but who knows? Well, you know, things are going south fast. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean now that think... I'm going to be a, a property owner, and you know, the revolution has to come at some point. So Oof. I'll probably you're going to end up like Saint Genevieve's relics. <laughs> plundered by Vikings. <laughs> no, 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 wait. No, the relic, the church was plundered by Vikings yeah. and the relics oh, were burned by burned. Revo- It's just going to yeah. be you going, you got a stupid face. <laughs> That's how you're going to burn me publicly. Um, I, I think, that, yeah, so if you were hungry, you'd be like, you would pray to St. Genevieve and she's been like, I've been there. Yeah. Or, It'll, or bring it's me like, a, try a eating twice brain. a week. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. I mean, I feel like she must have, I mean, she lived in Paris. That's expensive. Yes. I feel like this, That's this whole money was spent on no food, no jewelry, just Yeah. Paint. I feel like the whole thing of her being poor, I don't buy. Mm, none. But 
Anyways, but that's St. Genevieve. Yeah. And the exciting life and times of her. Pretty exciting. Pretty exciting. I, lots yeah, of, as far as sieges. Yeah. She got to live in Paris. That's pretty great. Got to travel a bit, apparently, as well. She got to tra travel some. That's also nice. Seems like she got to meet a lot of important people. But uh, she did miss out on meeting Attila the Hun, which probably for the best. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe she would have influenced him to get a favorable response for his prisoners of war. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Anyways, probably would have been better for the people of Orleans. <laughs> maybe they rest in eternal <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Again, so sorry to the people of Orleans. And the three people that died of the plague as well. Great work, Anna. Thanks. It's been fun.